A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. I am your host, Jeff Roberts, and I am here with my partner in crime, Lee Priest. What's up, Lee? Not much. Just lying back, chilling. Just chilling here. Had a few shitty days of fevers and shit, then had a tooth pulled yesterday, so... Living the dream, as they say. Living the dream. You're falling apart. I am. Between that, the neck and everything else. Between the neck nerve pain and the tooth... Nerve pain the other day. Yep, I didn't take any painkillers. Just, just over the counter Panadol. That didn't really help much. Panadol. <laughs> yeah, Panadol. It's like Nurofen or those type of things. Just over the counter. Take the edge off the pain. Yeah. The um. The poor, the poor dentist was jank, yanking around for like twenty minutes trying to yank the tooth out. <laughs> Ugh. So I just fucking put it. Then the top came off, and then. The other bits had to come out separately. You can hear it cracking inside your mouth when it's fine. <laughs> I had a friend, uh, yeah. uh, my friend um, Chris, went to, he had a like an infected tooth once, and he, he went to the dentist, and for whatever, whatever reason, they wouldn't pull it out. And he said to them, listen, one of us is pulling it out today. If you don't do it, I'm <laughs> going to do it. And, and they wouldn't fucking do it. So he got uh, vice grips, and he clamped onto the tooth, but he thought the tooth, like he didn't, he overestimated the like structural integrity of the tooth and the tooth just, it just cracked into pieces when he, when he, when he gripped onto it, it crushed the tooth. It didn't, so he couldn't pull it out. It just ended up being like a fucking mess. Then they would have had to go in and fucking cut around it and fucking little operation. Exactly. Yeah. On the topic of dental issues, I have a root canal coming up in 11 days. My first one. Right. Must be that time of year for teeth, is it? I guess so. I didn't go to the dentist for like seven years, though, so that's probably. Uh... I haven't. I haven't been since probably 2012 or 13. But just, I just think back to the old days when they do the old root canals and shit without any anesthetic. <laughs> oh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? Man, can you imagine drilling their your uh drilling right down to the nerves with no fucking painkiller? <laughs> no way. Oh. I I would just I don't know what I would do. You'd have to pass out probably, wouldn't you? Probably, I'll probably pass out just because of the nerves going into that, oh. going into that operation. But uh, be like, be like that movie Hostel. Didn't they rip some teeth out in that movie? Oh, probably. Hostel. That's uh. <laughs> yeah, so we haven't we haven't recorded now in uh, a long time. I got a new job and I had, didn't really have any time to do anything. I quit that job. Oh, you know, you know, at the toy shop anymore. Well, I quit. I, I left there, and I started selling cars, 
And, oh, um, you're, you're a fucking car salesman. I was for six weeks, and then I quit because it was, it was just horrendous. Um, it just wasn't uh, wasn't for me. And now I'm you back. Wanna, you didn't want to didn't want to lie to people that much, or what? <laughs> yeah, lie to people and be lied to, and like it's like a it's like a system of lies. Like the managers lie to the salesman about numbers, and then the salesman lies to the the you know the the manager tells you, oh, this is the lowest price, when but it's really not. So you have uh-huh. to lower that price in order to get commission, or you have to raise that price and tell them that's the lowest price. So it's like. And then, you know, it's just a mess. It was like a, it was like not, I don't know. I'm not a good like actor, I guess. So it was, it was, it was super (laughs) shitty. I went through all the training and stuff and like, I could have been good at it. Like I could have sold cars, but fuck that. It was terrible. I hated going to work. Plus it was like 55 hours a week. It was nonsense. But, um, now I'm back, uh, as a uh, supplement store manager where I belong. So thank fuck. Thank come fuck. full circle. Yep, come full circle. Yeah, oh, it's a fucking circle of life. Mm-hmm. It's a circle of you. You think you think things are bad when you're young because you haven't experienced bad things yet, you know. <laughs> and then you get a little bit older and you're like, "Fuck, I had it so good back then. Why did I ever think that doing something else would be better?" But it's you know, you live and learn. But um, but you yeah. Just why don't you just stay home and tell your missus to get out and get a second job? Yeah, I could do that. Say, fuck this shit, I ain't going anywhere. Get out and get another job. Stay at home, a stay-at-home uh, dad to the to the cats. Exactly. That would go over well. But, yeah, I uh, a lot has happened since the last time we recorded. I think the last time we recorded was when the whole Rich Piana N-word thing was going on, which seems like forever uh. ago. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was when Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> was wasn't that long ago? When he supposedly landed on the moon. Exactly. Come on, Lee. Uh, yeah, and I mean, obviously, on the topic of Rich Piana, since then he's passed away, and I know you were on a show with on RX Muscle talking about the dangers of. I don't know. There's just the lifestyle these guys live and all that shit. That show, it was you, it was you, King Kamali, and John and Dave, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so on that one, yeah, was it? I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was a little frustrating to me just because every time Dave had Rich Piana on the show, or especially Boston Lloyd, every time he had that idiot on the show, I was always like, why are you giving this these people uh or that whatever that other uh i don't remember his name he's just the new boston lloyd he's just copied boston lloyd and he has this group of idiots that follow him yeah he takes like absurd amounts of uh dnp and shit and he's a he's a he's a a clown but um something huge they call him like something johnny huge yeah but dave puts has these guys on there obviously so that i'm assuming so that he can get more likes and more hits because they're popular guys. But just the – I don't think it's responsible of him as, as a big media outlet to, 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 to have these guys on and, like, use this negative bullshit message, whether it be Rich Piana or uh, or um, Boston Lloyd, like having them on there and just spreading their filth. And then 
they always said they always like defended it. They're always like, well, it's it's this and that, and everyone's makes their own decisions. And then Rich Piana passes away, and they have a show about how these guys are. This is a dangerous lifestyle. The Boston Lloyds and these idiots online. And we can't be listening to these guys. It's like you guys have been promoting them since day one. You promote them all the time. You always have them on. You act how they're great guys and they're smart and they're businessmen and all this shit. And you never call out their lifestyle ever. Like you never – like Dave never said a bad word about Boston. He's a little crazy, but he's a smart – it's like – and now that something actually happens, Dave has a show – bashing all them and talking about how you it's like it's it was like it seemed to me like at least from his perspective like super hypocritical like i've said this since day one since day one i've i've said that i think rx muscle having boston lloyd on is just kind of pathetic or this i think his name's tony huge whatever the people know who i'm talking about um what's happened to boston boston since he said he was changing his Lifestyle. Yeah. He's, he's been he's been pretty quiet. I haven't seen anything or heard anything lately. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't either. He hasn't been in. No, the... I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't follow him, so I wouldn't see it anyway. But generally, right. someone brings up something that's been happening, but there's been nothing. Yeah, exactly. Usually he pops up in the in the news somehow, and he and he and he hasn't. But I don't. I don't know. He. I know. I don't know who it was, but somebody said, like you just said, he started to. Uh, like lower his doses, dosages, and his recommendations, and everything. It's a little more on planet Earth now, but I mean, <laughs> who who knows? I think he's done enough damage. Like, it's just, yeah. I guess it is what it is. I just thought that was a that was a hard fucking show for me to listen to after watching them promote these guys for for years, and then when something when something big happens, like Rich Piana dying, now they're like. Oh, this is bad for the sport, and we got to be really careful. It's super dangerous. It's like you've been promoting this dangerous shit since its since its inception. Well, when, so. well, when you look at when, when you look at the two shows, though, the show of him using the N word and who he had on when he had on Chris Aceto and John and everyone, and when he had this show of him dying, I think him using the N word, they were more offended by that looking bad for the sport than him actually dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they were. I mean, that's just that that whole thing. Not to get back into the N word thing, but the N word thing is just an opportunity for people to say, "Oh, look at me! I love black people. I'm not racist." You know, that's what it is. Like, it's just an opportunity for Dave Plumbo to tell everyone that he's never used the N word, which is an outright lie, and for Chris Aceto to get on his, you know, his high horse and talk about how bad of a person he is because he used the N word. Like, Rich Piano was a douchebag, no doubt, but like. Just like it was just an opportunity for everyone to jump on him and act like they're high and mighty and he's the bad guy. Like you've never made a mistake or said anything, you know, racist or or whatever. Like that that was that that whole thing was just. I feel like Dave just jumped on the opportunity to to make himself look like a saint, but and then that he'll. Was, that was that's what you call making a story out of fucking nothing. That was. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> For that, for that, like two weeks, RX Muscle, the whole industry said it was RX Muscle, but they were all like TMZ. Mm-hmm. It was just like insane. <laughs> like every, I don't know. Come on now. But uh, I do like the shows with you guys. The last one you guys had was um, you talk, you're talking about Big Rami, I think. Oh, the Olympia thing. Yeah. That was. But there you go. It's like that wasn't that. 
to me, it's like, okay, I still respect that everyone does the Olympia. They're all great athletes for getting up there. But to me, that Olympia was like a non-show. It's like I never... I know some people get excited when they go to see, but I remember back in the day when the Olympia was coming up, people were so excited about it, like it was like the big fucking thing. But now it just seems like, oh, Olympia's coming. Olympia's here. Olympia's gone. Okay, move on. It's like it just has lost that luster or something about it. It's just like, eh, okay, whatever. Right. Well, actually... No big, no big fucking excitement. It's like, okay, Phil's going to win it. And then the whole big Rami thing is like, okay, well... And they're going about their guts, and it's like could have gone either way. To me, Rami had the size. Phil has that bit more 3D look to him, but yet, we, you know, I just hate seeing all these fucking photos. A month out, three weeks out, everyone's making predictions. Everyone's on the fucking prediction wagon, and none of these are going to be fucking right. You're all going to be fucking wrong. And so it's like shut the fuck up, wait for the day to show, and then none of these are still going to be fucking happy anyway. So to me, I thought conditioning-wise, Dexter, because he always comes in condition, and Bonac, and then everyone else was like, I didn't think anyone really fucking stood out exceptional out of it, all of them. No, uh, I didn't either. I thought uh, Brandon Curry impressed me. I thought that he could have been higher. I mean, Nathan mm-hmm. DeAsher was pretty good, but I don't know. I mean, some of these guys that are coming over... Even the 2-12, you know, Flex Lewis, I don't think, was, I don't think he was at his best that we've seen him either. No, uh, definitely not. I don't. Uh, maybe it's because I'm not there, but I routinely. Yeah, I, I thought that too. But remember that picture that came up of, was it a black and white one? It was probably a month before where it had like he was doing his most muscular pose, and Neil Hill was standing beside him, and he just looked absolutely freaky as and fucking ripped and shredded and hard. And then yeah, he looks like Dorian. On, yeah, I saw him on stage, and I'm like, well, fuck, you just lost forty pounds. What happened? Yeah. Like, was that photo photoshopped or what? Or Something's different because you've gone from looking like fucking Mr. Olympia, like you could have won the fucking open Mr. Olympia, to fucking looking like you're going to barely win the fucking 212. Right. I've never, so. I, I usually, for probably more than half of, for you know, Flex Lewis's two, 212 or 202, whatever it was, Olympia wins, I, I don't have him winning. I don't know if it's because I'm not there or what, but I just feel like. From the from the front, from the waist up, I don't understand why people think his his shape is so great. Like his shape is not bad, but it's not like he has the small. Like David Henry has way better shape than him. Uh, but I, and then you have like, I feel like his his upper body from the waist up, from the front, is there's no like vascularity or there's no he doesn't look hard to me from the from the from the waist up from the front. His abs are like non-existent when he's relaxed he has no abs really his chest is just like it's he's not like watery or anything it just doesn't have a lot of like i don't know he doesn't look that lean to me in those like his legs look lean but his upper body just doesn't impress me i thought that other guy could have almost beaten him in that show after olympia that um guy from from kuwait or somewhere oh right Uh, i can't remember his name yeah the show after olympia though he looked like he was going to push him pretty hard there from the photos. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they made a, they made a big deal about that. All the he's a Persian guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Got a funny name, yeah. I mean, the, there was like three photos, and they're all like odd angles, and then they they uh, posted up like the 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 Kuwaiti guys posted up pictures and. 
put him closer to the camera than Flex was. They made him the same height when they're not the same height. Flex is a good two inches taller. So that that the goal look up like it's one pose is the most muscular. But yeah, he, maybe he should have beat him. But I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say without without seeing you know any uh-huh. sort of video or good pictures of any kind. But that guy is that is that guy is really good. And then there was that show just was it last weekend that Roly won? Roly won? Yeah. Who did he beat? Yeah. I don't even know. Um, I think Bonnick was second, wasn't he? And uh, oh, wow. Nathan, Nathan Guy and somebody else. Uh, well, like, that was okay. But I don't know. Just a, I don't know what's going on. The fanfare or I don't know what's happening with bodybuilding. <laughs> it's just their personalities. I don't know. What the fuck? One of the things that I find fucking disturbing about... Because I totally agree. Coming into this Olympia, it was like... I think I said the same thing last year. It was like the one, like not heavily anticipated. And this year was the same thing. I feel like you, I mean, it wasn't hard to predict that. First of all, the guys, the guys who are the the top guys, you knew like Bonac was going to be in the top five. You knew Rami was going to be crazy, but not quite hard enough. You knew Phil was going to be insane, but not perfect. Like you, uh-huh. it was pretty much. There was a 90% chance that it was going to end up how it ended up. I knew uh, Brandon Curry was going to place very high because he smoked a couple shows earlier in the year. He transformed himself in Kuwait. It's like Dexter's fourth. Oh, go figure. Dexter's fourth. You knew he was going to be third or fourth. I mean, uh-huh. that's one thing. But the big thing that that, that, that like I don't understand is there's no, there's no lead up to the show. So, I mean, like... Let's say you're Sean Roden or you're Ruli or you're Rami, any of these guys. None of them are making YouTube videos. I mean, leading into the show, you could, first of all, you could you could greatly expand your your following and viewership by doing that. Imagine if Sean Roden had updates every week. This is my body weight. This is how I'm training. This is how I feel. Uh-huh. This is my diet. You know, film some meals. Like back in the old, like Battle for the Olympia shit or back in the day when uh, Bodybuilding.com had Bob Chicarillo fly around the world and go see. He went and saw Johnny and Branch and Silvio and, and Tony Freeman. And, and, and he went and saw all these guys, Jay Cutler, Gustavo. And they talked about their prep and what they were bringing different and that, what they were doing. Like you could... All these guys have this free platform to do that from their fucking homes. And not a single... The only... Dexter does it a little bit, but it's not really that great. Dexter's like... It feels like half like... I think the most we saw probably was coming from photos from Rami's camp. That was about it. Because normally a lot of people used to do that. Remember, a lot of them would always leak photos or just throw out a bit of training something. Or even if they just had a t-shirt on, they'd still say, here I am training and just do a quick little talk about something but i think rami was camp was the main one putting pictures out everybody else was pretty low-key yeah i mean they put pictures out but they didn't do a lot of videos they're putting out like 40 second video clips of him doing a hammer strength machine nobody cares about that make a video (laughs) of him of like him talking about what he's eating or is what he's what his struggles are through the prep like stuff that I mean, look at the Mayweather-McGregor fight, which also happened in our hiatus. Like, the what made that fight so great was the buildup. The, mm-hmm. what, what, the, the way that the whole fight was based around 
Floyd Mayweather's ability to promote the fight and Conor McGregor's ability to, prom to promote the fight. If the fucking bodybuilders took that same kind of approach and made... I mean, I don't know. What are you doing? Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, well, that's why I said it's just uh, the personalities in the sport are so blood. I just caught a bit of the press conference. And like I said, nothing against Bob and everybody else, but they could just rerun the press conference from the last previous years beforehand because it's the same thing. They introduce the competitors. Out they walk, sit down. All right, let's start this off, Bob was saying. Then, so, we've seen you've been training hard this year, such and such. How do you think you're going to go against the champ? Well, I think I can beat him. I'm here to beat him, what Rami might say. Then they'll, Dennis James will go to Rami. So, Rami, he's just throwing that out there. What do you think? I mean, Phil, he's just throwing that out there. What do you think? He ain't going to beat me. He ain't going to. So, now, what do you think about that? And it's like the same shit. It's like introduce and then just fucking, you know, what this fans said is press said, let them ask the questions, and then Bob and Dennis just need to, you know, mediate the fans' question with answers coming from the thing. Because, like I said, you're going to get some good questions. You're going to get some funny, stupid, fucking off-the-wall questions, which makes it fun. And then, you know, Bob and Dennis can play off those questions. But asking the same shit, how do you think you're going to go? You play such and such last year. Do you think you got what it takes to move up and beat such and such? Yeah, I think I can beat him. He hear that? He thinks he can beat you. What do you think about that? It's like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Well, the whole problem is Shit. it's not a press conference. That's not what a press conference is. You don't you don't go and have these two, the same guys for the last two decades. The only difference is they replaced Dan Solomon with DJ, which, okay. Uh, I, I just, that's not a press conference. The press conference is for the press to ask questions, which would probably be just as bad. But if you let, I mean, if you somehow had, just had all the industry people there and they asked the questions and they could ask whatever they wanted, it would be way better. It would at least be different. Well, as I said, we got the industry people that ask questions and then go back and forth. Have the industry ask questions. And then just like I said, the fans are the ones that are out there. You're going to get some, like I said, good questions from the fans and that the fans can stir it up by asking, you know, they're going to throw a few questions out. They're going to hit home and, get them riled up so and then like i said dennis and bob can just play off those questions and the answers coming from them rather than them two just asking the same crap but you know the fans would love to because you know they're going to throw some fucking questions out there to try to shit up on stage so let the fans do it yeah yeah that would be good too let the fans like let the let the fans do it and if if people have stupid questions like the one guy asking about kai just shut them down like they did, and then people won't ask stupid questions because they won't want to be fucking embarrassed. But, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Too, yeah, majority of bodybuilders, too, they'd love a stupid question because they'd love to have a, you know, you're going to get a fan there that's going to try and, like you said, ask a stupid question about Kai, or you're going to get someone that's going to try and maybe hint at chemical use. I said, yeah, like you said, just give them a stupid answer and make them look dumb. So it makes it more exciting, makes it more fun, and like I said, you're not sure mm -hmm. what you're going to get, so I make it entertaining rather than, so, did you hear that? You think you can do him? Who wants to take their shirt off and show us what they got? No one wants to take their shirt off. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. I, I, I don't know. But I don't... I really... It, it, I can't believe how little the guys utilize social media, or, or YouTube in particular, to... to. Well, half of them, half of them are never on there themselves. It's like, I don't know how many times I get... 
things sent to me on Instagram or Facebook, I reply, and every time I reply, oh my God, you're the only pro athlete that ever replies. You're the only pro athlete that ever replies. If I had a dollar for every time someone said that to me, so obviously these other people aren't taking care of their social media themselves, or when they do, people don't really reply to a lot of the fans because that's the main common thing to get all the time. Shit, I can't believe you replied. I write to all a lot of pros and none of them ever reply. I'm like, yeah. Right. I mean, if if uh, let's say you were competing, and it was let's say you were uh, back in you know in your heyday, they had all the social media and shit, but there was like the 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 but the body it was like it is today. The bodybuilding media mm-hmm. was gone pretty much. These big contracts were gone. You if you were to get on your YouTube and make a video explaining, all right, guys, I'm gonna make. I'm going to post videos twice a week on my progress. I'll do a training video, then I'll do a nutrition video, or I'll just do like a a dish video where I talk about how my prep's going, what I'm struggling with, what's going good, how my body fat's coming off, just general prep videos, and I'm going to update you guys once or twice a week, every week leading into the show. Every fucking bodybuilding fan on earth would watch that because it's on YouTube and it's mm-hmm. fucking free. And you would get way, you would get tons of subscribers. You would get tons of fucking. I would watch every single one from every single person, unless they were like super lame and they sucked at it. But it's not that mm-hmm. difficult. It's just like the only guy that did it was Dexter, and his are like it's half Dexter showing off his money and half like prep stuff. And he just reiterates the same points over and over again. Use what use don't use all those free weights. Blah, blah, blah. But and then you know you had uh, the Boston Mass do that. Jose Raymond he did a little bit, but he did like three videos the whole time. And and again it's like it's who who else is doing that? Phil doesn't do it. Sean doesn't do it. Uh, Ruley doesn't do it. They none of them do it. They don't they don't make update videos going into a show that's what makes shows exciting the media can only talk about it so much it's basically rx muscle you have the 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 guys over at bodybuilding nerds they're doing a great job they're expanding and everything um but besides that i mean who do you got that's that's it md is dead uh nobody cares about md anymore (laughs) so you the guy the the athletes need to make it exciting that i said at the md magazine yeah yeah fucking md magazine i was in i was in a I was in a Barnes and Noble not too long ago with one of my coworkers at the at the fucking car shop, and um, I was looking at the magazine rack looking for uh, MD because uh, you know Dave always says he always talks like Steve and says number one in Barnes and Noble, you know, and uh, he I, I couldn't find MD there. I found Flex and all their like uh, it's just I don't know I can't believe that like Flex magazine is still a thing. Who goes in there and buys that shit? That just seems... It I, just, barely, I, bet, I barely see any of them in the magazine places down here anymore, so... No, no, not really. You see some, like, men's health and shit sometimes, but... I wonder how long they'll, they'll linger around. It's like... John, John Romano made a good point. He's like, there'll always be magazines in doctor's offices and shit. Like, what are you going to replace those with? You know? Like... You're going to put, like, a, a public tablet there with, like, sight blockers on it so no one can watch porn? Like, you can't really do that. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's always going to be magazines at, like, those places, but... I used to love the magazines. I was a huge... I got Flex, yeah, really MD. Good. When MD was fucking super thick, it was great. It was insane. It was, it was like they had... 
Everyone in the industry worked for them. Everyone you could think and of. Even, and even then, there was like the internet and stuff, but you still love getting the magazine to like hold it and read through it and read the different parts. In Absolutely. It had to read fucking the priest gospel and all this sort of shit. Fuck yeah. Last word by Lee. Fuck. Like, I remember getting those... I remember getting those magazines and seeing that there was a Lee Priest comeback article. And I remember being excited to read it. Like, oh, fuck, Lee Priest is coming back. I want to read this article. And nowadays, if I saw that there was a Lee Priest, like... Well, it's different because you and I, like, we talk. But... Or or any guy that I'm interested in. Oh, there's a Sean Roden or a Phil Heath. I wouldn't give a fuck. I would not care at all because... It's just different now. You see the it's just it's just a different beast. Back then mm-hmm. the interviews were good. They were they're a little bit edgy, especially the ones with you. But if they interviewed Branch or or any of these guys, it was there was generally good shit. Uh and it was like new material, but because the internet wasn't as, as prevalent. Now it's just like it's just nonsense. I don't I don't know. The last time I got a ma- I don't know when the last time I got a magazine was. <laughs> That's um as my good mate going at his new job. Speaking of MD and lefty MD, fucking Sean Ray is over at fucking Generation Bullshit Iron, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, Generation Iron. That's yeah. another thing. These do, these. Do you, love, do you love some of? Uh, I I never seen because I don't follow them, but someone will tag me in sometimes when they put up their stupid fucking headings for clickbait on shit and. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck's that? Then you click on it's got nothing to do with whatever they're talking about. I hate that shit. I hate that clickbait shit. It's like ruining the whole fucking YouTube and everything. You never know what a video is before you click on it because they they don't say what it is. It says something completely different. Like Lee Priest, Lee Priest threatens so and so, and it just says like, "Hey, uh, if you know Melvin Anthony, if you don't get those glutes hard, you're not gonna win this year." And they call it, you know, and the, and the title is Lee Priest threatens. Uh, <laughs> Melvin Anthony. It's like, what are you talking? Yeah. Like, no, it's not what happened at all. <laughs> I know the, the, the shit they come up with is just like fucking ridiculous. And now, now Sean's working for him. I said, oh fuck the the caliber of fucking reporting's only gonna get better now. I don't know how are they making money. How are they? I don't understand. I haven't seen. I've probably watched in regards to the generation uh, like media site. I've probably watched four of their videos ever, and none of them were good. I don't know what they're doing. Like, how do they... The guy that does the interviews is horrendous. I mean, oh, he's like, he is uh, horrendous. Fucking, he's like Mount Rushmore sitting there fucking doing the interview. Like, I think I think Mount Rushmore has more fucking personality in its face. When it he does. Me, they, when he interviews me, they tell him, so Lee, I heard you didn't like my movie, Generation I. No, I thought it was shit. Oh, why is that? It's like, okay, I think your name's Vlad. You're like fucking, like, Vlad the Impaler. You're trying to be, like, fucking Dracula. Like, no, no, <laughs> I, must, I must talk like this, because I am Vlad. <laughs> yeah, they make Dracula. these... He makes these... Well, from what I've seen, he makes these short videos of people, and, and it's just, like, these dry interviews about, about nothing. I just... I don't know. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem very... Like, are they gonna... They, like, the, the idea of Sean Ray going there and getting any amount of money kind of blows my mind like what it where's the money coming from just this guy's money the, like his bank account i don't i don't understand it <laughs> but uh so you were on as i already said you were on rx and they were kind of heckling you about a comeback and you said uh yeah. you said never say never 
and um, <laughs> they all laughed. And you were talking about how you have you're getting surgery in November. I meant to be well. I meant to be in Brazil next Thursday. I meant to be heading down there, but you know the people takes care of me at um, Black Skull, Mr. Roberto. He's I think he's too starstruck with Flex and French Warren flying them everywhere and doing stuff that I send messages and never get replies and I can say you know for me to come to Brazil I need a visa a visa can take up to 15 working days and to get the visa you got to have you know travel itinerary and stuff like that letter of invitation so I'll get that like maybe last week so now there's like six or seven working days to get this visa so my passport and that's down at the Brazilian embassy Hoping I'll get it back in time. But, you know, they've known for months because I told them months ago that I need a lot of this shit. And then I meant to go on down there for an expo and um, maybe more tests on my neck, they said. And then i got to come home here and film a small movie and then go back to Brazil in November, they're saying, for the operation. But, like I said, I just, whatever. I've heard it all before. My operation yep. was meant to be in fucking January. That's now fucking... Here we are again, coming around at the same time of year that was last year, and it's like, whatever. And then, like I said, now they've got Branch and Flex. Branch and Flex are over at the Kuwaiti show this weekend. I think Flex went over to the other Arnold somewhere else in Barcelona the weekend before. Lee doesn't get to go anywhere, so sorry, fans, don't blame me. Blame Black Skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I could see Flex Wheeler, I guess. If if he got a, if he got a spot over you here and there, okay, but Branch Warren, I mean, come on, Branch Warren, I love Branch Warren, but he's not the draw that that you are. That's that's like, come on, Branch Warren is like a he's a, he's a popular he, guy, but he's not like that a, he's, these contests they send them to are the contests that they go to every year. The fans haven't seen me for over ten years, so who's going to bring the crowd more? Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? Imagine Lee Priest at like an Olympia Expo would be crazy. Arnold Classic Expo or something. You're an, yeah, IFBB, was... you're, you're an IFBB pro now, aren't you? According to the new rules. I see that they're honoring pro cards from anywhere, so I see guess that? my Nava my Nava pro card must be honored with the IFBB now, isn't it? That's if that is that if that's what the fucking paperwork says, then uh, maybe you should I'm sign back. up for a show. <laughs> He's back. Back in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you got you got those guys all excited when you when you're talking about a potential comeback. But King That's Kamali's right. like, I want to see King Kamali's supposed to make a comeback a bunch of times. He never did. True. But uh, how old is he? Um, I'm not sure. Can you hear that song playing? No. Oh, what a shame. What is it? That's, um, what's his name from? Kiss, I'm back. Back in the New York group. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> oh what a shame yeah. it's in here. So that's, uh, that's interesting. We'll have to document the whole process of you going over there. We should do a... How long... Is it is it like a quick thing? Like how long is that surgery? Do you, do you have no idea? Uh, the surgery would be like a day surgery type thing. But then last time, well, back back 
this time last year when they were talking about having it. Then they were talking about having the surgery. They were talking about keeping me there for a month after. Excuse me. A month after this for recovery, being there, like with the... Just recovery for like 30 days after the operation. So, it's like I said, God, it's been coming on. March next year will be three years since the accident on my neck, so it's almost like a... Whatever. That's... Between, like I said, the neck nerve pain now and the fucking tooth pain and all the other pain, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. That's kind of odd. They want you to stay there for a month just to, like, do what? Rehab and shit? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, what they say and what happens is two different things. Right. So. <laughs> That's definitely true. That's right. All I think about is if this was done January, that fucking rehab part would be out the way and maybe... The nerve would be back, and I'd be back on the mend, and things would be coming together, and back training good, and this sort of shit. But no, none of that's happened. So I've still got to go for all the joys of life. The worst thing is knowing that if I get to Brazil next week, <coughs> if my passport comes back in time, I got to go for all those shit tests that I went through before. Because it's been a year, they want to run the test again to make sure, you know, where the nerve's still crushed and shit like that. Uh, so all those tests, all those tests I had to do are fucking getting that needle shoved into the hand and forearm and fucking shoulder and back of the neck on each side. I got to do all those tests again. I'm like, oh, that's something I look forward to. The first time I did it, I was like, okay, let's just do this shit. I didn't know what was coming, but now I know what's coming. I'm like, oh fuck, do I really want to do that again? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. We're well, used to taking all those fucking huge doses of steroids, so you're, oh, you're yeah. well, you're well. Uh, of course. They're custom the needles. <laughs> exactly. According to some people. Yeah, so i got to go for all those tests and then they can check it. And then, like I said, and then they said maybe November. But the thing was, when I was there last time, I had all those tests done in October. The reason why I didn't have the operation done when I was there, they said no, we'll bring you back January, was because of a lot of the doctors go on holidays November, December. So... <laughs> Like, uh, nice. Whatever. Nice. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you, get to, you get to the point where if it happens, it happens. It's like you know. Yeah. It's like don't yeah. tell me shit. Don't just don't tell me anything. If it happens, it happens. Like, don't say Leah, we're going to do this because then it doesn't happen or blah 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 and all this sort of shit. You know, those things of you know maybe wanting me to go to America so I race out and get all my visa done and that with the homeland security and then I don't end up going to America so it's like you know what don't fucking tell me shit did that all go through like could you go to could you go if you wanted to I got my I got my like I got approved you got like a two year two year approval visa thing yes, so you can buy my, a plane ticket I, I right pass, now and come see me yep I passed my homeland security test nice <laughs> go figure Hey, go figure. You're not as much of a fuck up as everyone thought. That's right. IPV doesn't run the immigration. <laughs> Thank God, you'd be fucked. Hmm. So, what do you make of uh, Dallas McCarver passing away so young? Crazy. Crazy. Can you think of another? <clears throat> did they? Uh, did they ever? Did they ever do an autopsy on the main cause? Did they ever find out? You know, there's always speculation of this or that or insulin and. His blood sugar dropping and eating, but then you know, then passed out and choked on the food. And did they ever? I know they probably would have had to do an autopsy. Did anything ever come out of that? Never heard anything. I'm assuming they did do an autopsy, but I haven't heard anything. Maybe they're 
just keeping it under wraps. Maybe they don't want people to know, but I mean, if I had to speculate, which is kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a weird thing to do in such a situation. But I mean, if you, I mean, a, prof- a professional bodybuilder who is obviously not obviously, but come on, he's using insulin and you find him face down in the kitchen with a, with a mouthful of food after a workout, it's probably low oh. blood. It's probably insulin, you know, and, and, and then you can, who knows what, I mean, once you, once you get to a, your blood sugar gets to a point, trust me, I'm a type one diabetic. You, you fucking, you can start having, uh, seizures and shit. And then, you know, whatever oh. happens after that heart attacks. I That's don't know. I was, uh, thinking, I was probably thinking that was probably starting to happen to him. Then he figured, fuck, i got to get some food in and exactly. started, eat, started eating, but it was too far gone, and the food he started eating ended up probably blocking his airways as well as the other shit that was happening. Yeah, once he started to you know, lose it and not be able to control his eating, that could have just made the, made the situation worse and, like you said, block his airways or whatever. But I don't know. I can't think of another example of a... Can you think of another another example of a, of a professional bodybuilder who's in their 20s just dropping dead of a heart attack? Has that ever happened before? No. no. I said we've had Momo, but he was diuretics. We had Benazizer, and it was, they say, some of the drug concoctions and diuretics. But no, well, we've had, not that young, we had Mike Matarazzo, but he, he already had heart problems and had heart operations and stuff, and he was later on in life, so... It's hard to say yeah. because even you got to think too. It's like even Dallas was a good weight too for his body weight. He was a lot of, what over three hundred pounds or more. So you got to think too at these young ages. You're sure when I was even bulked up, I put a lot of thing on my body, but I always got my heart checked and stuff like that. But you got to think too. I was never a huge drug user. I'm not saying he was, but you just got to be smart. And sadly, a lot of young kids these days just don't give a shit. They want to pump all the drugs in pump all the food in and get heavy, and then on top of that, they could be doing oil and all the other shit. Then, like you said, taking insulin and all this other garbage. And to them, it's like, you ask them about their health stuff, do you get your heart checked? No, I don't do that. Do you get your blood done? No, I don't want it. It's like, oh, fucking hell. It's like, you got to do it. I don't know, even here in Australia, even not bodybuilding, but it just seems you hear a lot of the news today that even this day in Asia, like young kids out playing rugby, you know, just... 18, 19, dropping dead from heart attacks on the field. So God knows what they're doing. Whether you know, you could always speculate because I know, fuck, I know a lot of young kids are going to the gym. And they come in so fucking wide on pre-workouts and all these fucking energy drinks that to me, that's got to do when you're young. Boy, that sort of shit's got to do something to your fucking heart and stuff because you're fucking racing and you know you're taking all those pre-workouts and you're taking all those mm-hmm. Red Bulls or Volt or all those other type of monster energy drinks on top of that shit. It's like it's got to do something because you never heard of fucking young kids dropping a heart attacks when I was younger. It probably is the case too. It's probably if you hear of uh, young people dying of heart attacks in a, in a rugby game, uh, probably stimulant stimulants involved. I mean, I was out of the supplement game for two and a half years or so, and I'm, like I said, I'm back in it now. And to look at the products now, like just how they've changed in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I mean. There's a lot of products that have 400 milligrams of caffeine per serving. And oh, it's yeah. like, it's like, if you, it's, it, you, you know, there's kids just taking two scoops of that because the serving oh. is one scoop. I'm going to take two. I'm going to be like Rich Piana, God damn it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to do two scoops and you're taking 800 milligrams of caffeine. Like 
you might die. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, th- there was never that back in the day. There was never that shit. Like I said, they'll take that, and then while they train, they'll drink a fucking energy drink on top of that, and yeah. all the other stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Not drink any water and fucking... It, it is. It's it's pretty insane, but... I don't know. I, I don't... I don't... I, I think uh, there have well, been... That's the, that's, that's the thing we got by. Like I said, we never had... You probably had, well, when I was younger, it was a cup of coffee if you wanted a fucking stimulant. That was it. A cup of coffee. And you know, I said a lot of that time, that cup of coffee was psychological. So, but, you know, you're just excited to go to the gym and train. Look at Pumping Iron. You don't see Arnold and them sitting around fucking scooping pre-workouts into their drinks before they go to the gym. Or yeah, and Arnold looked, drink. they looked all right. I know. I know. It's like, the only thing you saw Arnold do was take handfuls of fucking BCAAs or liver pills back in the day and a protein drink, but everything was just so fucking basic. But now, like I said, they get they say, oh, we've come so far. Physiques are looking better. Now, physiques are looking more shit than ever. Kids are looking more shit. Kids are getting more out of fucking control with fucking drugs and even supplements and all this other shit. It's like, fuck me dead. Whether it's social media or whatever is making fucking everyone a fucking hero these days. It's like, fuck. You know, even like I put up that post not long ago on Facebook about all the pro cards get given out now, whereas back in the day to get a pro card, you had to be the elite of the elite. Now we have shows here in Australia, you probably do over there too, where someone does their first show and there's really not that much competition, they get their pro card first show. I'm thinking, how the fuck? Imagine this in any other sport where you could just go out as an amateur and get your pro card first time out, then you go compete in the pro leagues. And half these people that have got pro cards, 80% of them shouldn't fucking have them. It's like, no, you, should, you, should, you shouldn't you should accept it. Just fucking say no. I'm not ready to be a pro. I don't look like a pro, so. But sadly, oh no, you just fucking just go on Facebook or Instagram and put "pro" as the first word in and see how many fucking names pop up with fucking pro. And then you look at their pictures, you're like, seriously? I've seen just people who don't train look better than you. I just, I just don't get it. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, there are so many. There are there are so many pros now. It's like. And then you have all the different divisions, and they're all IFBB pros. Like, you were the, you won the Mr. Australia three times in a row. You didn't have a pro card. No. Oh. And that's, that's like, uh, greater creden- amateur credentials than anything else. Like, maybe if you won the USA overall in a hard show or something. But, I mean, fuck. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy, uh, it's a crazy thing when you watch, like, mm-hmm. the these amateur shows and they're like oh let's do you know two pro cards in this division before i even won the first mr australia been competing from what the age of 13 till i was 17 so it's quite a few years of being competing still and winning shows and that sort of thing so but yet like i said now just someone goes into their very first show novice oh you win your novice you can go in another class they got another class by the end of the night i'm professional i'm like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh, it's interesting, that's for sure. But it's it's too bad what happened to Dallas. I thought I was excited to see what he could uh, what he could come up with. I mean, mm-hmm. but in, I saw uh, a thing. I saw, saw a thing the other day too. It had a update on what's his name. He's been quiet for a while. He's, I don't think he's training much lately. He's at um, Compton. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's pictures of him out there, and he looks. I mean, he's still big, but he looks uh, uh-huh. like he's lost forty pounds. Yeah, he looks like he's maybe two two forty instead of two eighty. He's definitely trimmed down a, a lot. I wonder if uh, 
I wonder if he's calling it quits or just or just trying to give his body a break. Yeah. <laughs> but he hasn't competed. I mean, he was one of the top guys, but he just he almost instantaneously blew his body out. He went from turning pro and having a having a good you know really good uh, potential. He gained a little bit of size and placed like fifth at a pro show. Maybe could have been higher. Then he broke out and won Orlando, and then ever since then. And even in Orlando, people were like, you got to watch the stomach a little bit. You were great. You mopped the floor, but watch the stomach. And every show after that, he had he had no abs and a, and a distended uh, stomach. Every show. Uh-huh. And it's like, dude, like, come on. You just – and then, you know, it, it's, it's, it's funny how, like, I don't know if these guys have, like, a he, – he was a really scrawny kid growing up. I know that. I've seen pictures. So maybe he has this, like – he has extreme muscle dysmorphia, and he just, like, plows food before the show to be full. But, like, every show was the same thing. He's all, like, way overly full. He has a fat face. He's, swe- he's like, sweats on stage, and he's got, like, a bloated stomach. It happened, like, four shows in a row. It's like, dude, you're making the same mistake every time. Like, I don't know what that mistake is, but there's no way that that's your genetic makeup, that you have a, you have a bloated stomach on stage. Like, you, you could definitely fix that somehow. But I think these guys, like, he's afraid to come in flat or something. I don't know. It's not a good look. Crazy. No. So, uh, the, um, yeah, in regards to the people, like, the pre-workouts and stuff now, it's funny how I like to use the analogy of nowadays people who want to be bodybuilders or in, in really good shape or whatever, they want to be... You know, like bodybuilders or, or physique athletes, they want to build muscle, lose fat, and get like jacked. Mm-hmm. They, they, we've said this before, but it just continues to get worse how they go to like supplements and drugs first, and it's almost as if you do like it's like taking a person who wants to be a NASCAR driver, who wants to be a professional NASCAR driver, wants to race alongside Dale Jr. And they don't have a driver's license. They've never driven a car. And all they're talking about is what brand tire they're going to use, what what brand fucking steering wheel they're going to use, what brand uh, helmet they're going to get. That's all the shit they care about. They're just, they're just fixated. They're not even practicing on learning to drive. They can't drive a car, but they're, they're <laughs> fucking all about, well, well I'm going to use this helmet. I want my car to be blue. No, my car is going to be yellow. I want a Dodge. I want a Chevy. It's like, you fucking can't even drive. You don't know how to drive yet. Like, these kids don't know how to train. They don't know how to work out yet. And they're looking at, like, what's the best creatine? What's the best protein? What's the best? It's like, dude, what? Like that that type of shit is so... Go and, go and, go and eat, mate. Go and eat. Right. Go and eat and fucking learn how to work out. Like well, the, the... I like the ones when they're, like, 16, 17, and they're like, oh, oh, what's a good test booster? I'm yeah, like, all the time. How... How old are you? It's like, you want a test booster at 17, 18? That's in your fucking pants, mate. You should have two of them there. It's like, right. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's, I don't know how, it, how it came to, to the point that it's at where, where people, that's what they think about right off the bat. And they, and it's not like a lot of things. If you listen to other podcasts that are not bodybuilding related or other sports, the other sports guys, 
like MMA guys, basketball guys, Olympic guys, they act like steroids are miracles. They act like steroids just turn you into fucking Usain Bolt. It's like, that's how they fucking act, because they don't know what they're talking about. They'll just be like, oh, and this and that. It's like, that's not how it fucking works. And, And you guys that are trying to save the kids are doing the kids the disservice by making it sound like you act like these guys are fucking criminals and they have this huge unfair advantage. Well, well that's not really to... that true. Well, You're making the drugs are... look better than they really oh, yeah. are. When I went on about Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds, steroids are the only reason why they hit so many home runs. Well, he, he, he did an experiment. When the fucking Mr. Olympia is on, go give the fucking Mr. Olympia lineup baseball bats and start pitching fucking balls at them. See how good they hit a fucking ball. If you think it's all drugs, you got a fucking 15 people on stage full of drugs. Fucking go for it. See how many home runs they can fucking slog out of the park. Yeah, right, exactly. And then go get fucking Phil Heath. I've seen him run in the Colorado mountains. Line him up beside fucking a sprinter like Ben Johnson or someone and see if he fucking beats him because Ben Johnson only won that because he was on Winstrol and that's why. Okay, then. A lot of bodybuilders take Winstrol and all the other drugs, so... Going by your fucking theory, fucking Phil Heath should be able to fucking run down Ben Johnson in no time. <laughs> right. Or you could even use it. You could even use a more realistic example and say you take Lee Priest, totally natural, never touched a drug, and have him compete in a bodybuilding contest against, I mean Jeff Roberts on all the gear in the world. I fucking lose every time. It doesn't. It's it. You know, like or, or any number of. Juice to the gills, NPC guys who are placing eighth, ninth in the middleweights or whatever. Have them compete against Lee Priest natural. Lee, you kill them. It, it, it's it's not like the the cream of the crop is the cream of the crop. Drugs or no drugs, you know, to make them sound so powerful like that's all you need. You take drugs and you just become this. Like people talk uh-huh. about the Rock, and the first thing they say is he's so on. Yeah. He's, He's so on so much juice. Yeah, he's on juice. He's a fucking multi-millionaire who probably sleeps three hours a night and looks like a Greek guy. Of course he's on juice, but he fucking works way harder than you'll ever imagine. It's not just because he's on juice, you fucking clown. But it's they, not. but people. <laughs> what's that? It's not. Do you mean if I take juice, I won't become an actor and be big like that? Oh. Right. Yeah. You're ruining my. You're ruining my dream. Oh. I like when people say "but." Oh yeah, The Rock is jacked. He's so fucking. He's a, he's a beast. But he's on the. It's like what the fuck? Okay, he he. How come you don't say "but"? He has three personal chefs, or "but" he has three of his own training facilities. But he can hire any trainer he wants, or "but" he can buy all grass-fed organic food and only eat that. Where are those butts? All you say is, but he's on the juice. It's like, that's like, that's uh, that's only like, one like of one. his endless like, advantages. Like the at the gym, though. You get those dickheads at the gym who look like shit. And some of them go, look at Lee Priest over there. Oh, he's only big like that because he's on steroids. But yet the guy who's saying that is fucking taking twice as much as I am. I think, oh, what's your excuse then, dickhead? Of course. Oh, 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 you're, you're going to be taking more. You're obviously taking more because I know I'm taking them, but you're bigger, so... You're definitely taking more than me. It's like, mate, you're taking more than fucking I've ever taken, but I took it. You can't tell. They're fucking useless. 
It's as if I've said this before too on the show. It's as if these people who say that it's impossible that Lee Priest isn't on this, this, and this, and ten grams. These people, it's as if they've never met a genetic freak. Like I can think of two or three guys I've met in my life who just built muscle and were lean. I mean, I grew up with this kid named Cam, and the kid drank beer and fucking ate cereal. Like, he, he, he had a terrible fucking high schooler diet. He had deep-cut fucking abs, big peak biceps, didn't work out. He was strong as an ox. He was ripped and jacked no matter what he did. Like, he went to the gym once in a while because he was a wrestler and shit. But cool. he, he was fucking jacked from, from like... Eighth grade up until now, like he's gained all this, he's gained all kinds of weight. He has a fat face now, but he still has like distended abs and big arms. He doesn't work out. He doesn't do anything like, and he, he ate terrible. He got drunk on the, it's just like th- these people now take that kid and put him on chicken and rice and, and, you know, healthy fats and have him train like a beast six days a week. And what happens? Like, uh-huh. How much steroid, like how much gear does he need, a, a guy like that, to to be what a freak? Much? Like not much. Like like these, it's, it's like these people haven't met those guys. Like yeah, most people don't respond that well, and they can't get that big, and they need juice to look impressive at all. But that's not everybody. There's plenty of people who just fucking get huge, and they they're all vascular and jacked and ripped. Just just. That's how they are for whatever reason. It's not fair. But I don't know. I, I saw um, – I hate to even give it a plug because it's such a, a, an atrocious show. But Ron Harris has this interview show. and yeah, um, does? I he, he was interviewing Kevin and uh, despite the audio being all fucked up, which is 100% of the shows have something fucked up like that about them. Not that our shows are perfect, but come on, guys. Um and he, they talked about how the the this notion that the biggest best looking guys are the ones on the most gear is just so wrong that that's totally not true uh, and, and and if you think about it it makes sense cuz if you're a, if you're a shitty if you have shitty genetics but you're obsessed with being a pro you're going to you may take 12 grams of gear a fucking uh a week just because you want to be pro so bad, you don't have the you don't have the talent, you don't have the fucking genetics, so you're pumping shit into you like Boston Lloyd's uh-huh. goofy ass, because that kid has shit genetics and he wants to be a great bodybuilder. And the only reason for the only way he can be halfway decent is for him to pump tons of gear into himself. So like, those guys are are the guys taking all the shit, not the guys who look great. You know, I bet you know when when Phil Heath was, I don't know about what he's doing now or whatever, but I be, I don't think you think that Phil Heath was taking the most gear at the Olympia these last, you know, 10 years. Hell no. I don't believe yeah. that for a second. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Phil was taking as much. I bet you, if you, if you, if you pulled the top 10, Phil's probably taking less gear than almost everyone else in the top 10. Cause he's way more gifted than all those guys. Not way more, but you know, or same thing with Rami. People think oh, this steroid cycle popped up, like Rami steroid cycle. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah, probably I true. I, I think I saw something about that. It's, like, fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, who, who the fuck would take that every day, every other day? I'm thinking, fuck me dead. Between eating, training, and needles, you wouldn't be fucking doing anything. You see the pictures like, of him, like, 
you can't. You see the pictures of him like when he was younger, like a few years before he uh, won his pro but, card. But you, but you think like over there, like they've talked about it before. You just think someone, if you've got good genetics, you get on a bit of gear. But then you're over there where, same as fucking like you're talking about before with the Rock having chefs and that. Not like Rami where you got a fucking trainer pushing you doing this. You got okay, you got a doctor who will give you the gear and monitor your shit. You got fucking someone doing all your meals and shit. So really. All you have to focus on is fucking training, eating, and sleeping. Everything yep. else is taken care of. You don't have to worry about paying bills. You don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry about that. Fuck, competition prep would be so easy. You could fucking grow and look fucking so good if that's all you had to fucking do. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, and you, you, you eliminate the whole, like, oh, I'm tired from work. I'm tired from this. There's none of that. You chill in a yeah. hotel or you go walk even, around even, the mall. Even like, even like yeah, it's fucking meal prep. That becomes a fucking chore for you. don't like fucking, oh, I've got to cook this chicken again. I've got to cook that. If someone yep. says, okay, Lee, meal time, here's your fucking chicken and rice. Oh, fuck, great, thank you. And then you go off, do your stuff, relax, take a nap, get a massage. Lee, here's your next meal, fucking steak and rice. I'm like, oh, thanks, thanks. You know, it's like, fuck me, dead. You know, you, that's, I said, oh, fuck, that'd be so easy becoming looking good, putting size on and shit, because I know there's times I could look better because off-season sometimes I just got sick of eating and I'm thinking, fuck off-season, I should be adding more muscle now, but I just don't feel like fucking cooking. I don't want to cook. But if I had someone there saying, hey, it's time to eat a meal, eat this fucking meal, I fucking would because I always found get ready for contests, I'd always get stronger, feel better because I was eating more regularly, training more regularly, your mind was into it, whereas... You just get so tired of doing it yourself sometimes. You're like, oh, fuck, I'll have breakfast, and then I'll go six hours, have a protein drink, and then I might have dinner and go to bed. I'm thinking, well, fuck me. Off-season, I'm training hard. I should be eating more to feed the muscle, but I just can't be bothered. So if I had someone there forcing me to, fuck, I'd grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Like, people think that they have, like, the drugs are part of it. Like they, But but it's not like, I don't the think anabolic, the guys are. Anabolic chicken. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the guys are necessarily taking more or better shit. I just think they're taking good shit the same way the American pros are taking good shit, but they don't have to worry about it. Like, you know, there's top, not maybe not top guys. I don't really know that much into it, but I know there's a lot of guys who are like, you still have to get your shit. You know, you still have to like find a guy that'll sell it to you and make sure it's Uh safe and blah, blah, blah. You got to do all that crap and it's stressful Uh and bullshit. And if you're there, the drug, okay, what do you need? I need this, this, and this. It's it's there. It's done. Oh, imagine, imagine if, like I said, they've got someone set up there who knows your cycle and shit, so you can just be sitting there. Hey, Lee, it's your shot today. Here you go. There you go. Whack. And they give it to you. Then they leave. Or next, oh, here, don't forget to take these fucking Dynabol today. They just come in and fucking like a doctor and administer it to you. That's so you don't even have to worry about loading the fucking syringe, worrying about this, worrying about that. They have someone that just comes in and says, here, i got your shot. You ready? Whack. Here you go. If even that, even that shit like that's taken care of, fucking hell. Yeah, on it e- really is. It would be easy street. If you, uh, Dave Plumbo had an interview with, um, I think it was Brandon Curry. It was either Brandon Curry or, uh, or, um, Akeem Williams, but I think it was Brandon. And, uh, he was just talking about what do you guys do over there in Kuwait? Like when you're not training, when you're not eating, what are you, what are you doing? And he literally said, we don't do anything. We hang out. We play video games and take naps, and we don't do anything. It's like Jesus Christ! Like you, you just they they don't they literally train and and eat and don't do anything else. And to think that that's not going to create way better bodybuilders is is insane. 
My, my my question is, how does Bader afford such like fucking amenities? It seems it seems crazy. That dude must be loaded in order to. You see everyone. Yeah, uh, majority of people in Kuwaiti loaded. Welcome to Dubai. Yeah, yeah. The ones the ones we see on TV. I'm sure they must have bad areas, but it always seems like a prosperous area over there. (laughs) Yeah, there is a lot of money. But to to pay for like a dozen or more professional bodybuilders and hotels and their food and everything, fucking a. Hmm. That would be uh. That would be something. So it it's kind of old news now, but to us we haven't discussed it yet. But what did you make of the of the Mayweather McGregor fight? Yeah, uh, we pretty much knew how it was gonna go. Yeah, for. For someone that wasn't a boxer, I think he did pretty good last and as long as he did, you know, some people thought he might have knocked the thing out, but you know, to me it all seemed like a bit of a put on. You know, they both were gonna get money, they were both, you know, go <laughs> whatever happened, happened. So Yeah. I think the lead up to the fight, like you said, was more exciting than the fight itself. I didn't actually watch it, but the little bits I saw and that sort of thing, like everyone's like, Oh it's like some people said, you know, if this guy's the best boxer in the world and that sort of shit, he couldn't knock out a non-boxer, could he? So what did he do? He went 12 rounds or so. So that's pretty good for a non-boxer. And then with, they've said it before. He went into his world. How long would fucking Mayweather last if he went into MMA with McGregor? Yeah, 20 seconds. <laughs> He'd be yeah. dead. That's yeah, thing, it was... That's entertaining, I guess, for the people. I'm sure... Whoever, like I said, the promoters that put on and all the other things, and that made a ton shitload of fucking money. <laughs> oh my god! The pay per views uh, and the fucking everything. I don't know if we'll see Conor McGregor again because there was a lot of people saying that maybe he would just take this money and ride off into the sunset because it's such a large sum of money, like well, one hundred million to, or whatever. To me, to me, Conor McGregor's got that type of personality where if he ever went into fighting again, he could be like a action style like a Jason Statham type thing you can actually see him in those type of movies because he's got that personality and people like him so if he crossed over into movies like Statham did and stuff like that I could actually see him doing pretty good in the movie side of things yeah I hadn't thought about that but that's a good point you're right he could do that and you could tell by how he acted on during that like press tour that he would have no he would be he'd be fine in front of the camera and he would oh, be—he yeah. <laughs> uh, probably would make a good actor like that. You're uh-huh. right. But I thought it was sad that one of the things that I thought of as a bodybuilding fan watching that fight was, like I talked about earlier, I thought how excited I was to see that fight because I—I I drank the Kool-Aid and I watched all the pre-fight stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, pre- and anything I could get my hands on, I watched for the pre-fight because I bought the fight. I had some people over. And they they did such a good job of amping it up that I was so excited for the fight. Like, once it came, we were on the edge of our seat, hearts pounding. And it was like, I haven't felt that way from a bodybuilding contest in a long time. Because it's just like, there's no build-up. There's no fucking... It's just like, well, we don't know how anybody looks. We don't know what anyone's doing or what anyone's going through. And here's the guys. You know, it's it's just like there's no buildup anymore like there used to be. And uh, even for, like, the Nationals, I remember back in, like, maybe 09, 2010, going into the Nationals or the USA, I would know who's going to be in each, like, the top, the few, like, like, 
light heavies, heavies and supers, I would know who the top guys were. How are they going to do? How how's Trey Brewer going to do against this guy? And and like because there was media out there promoting them and and and, and talking about their their lives as an amateur bodybuilder, what they're doing, how they're training, what kind of diet they're following. And uh, it made it exciting. And now there's none of that. And well, that's, even another, the, that's another young name that was a young, big up-and-comer, Trey Brewer. Remember, he was all over the magazines, the next big thing, the need to suck and disappeared, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, totally. He, uh, I saw some pictures of him not too long ago, and he's fucking huge. Like... He's not lean at all. He's kind of like big and bloated, but he's got to be 300 pounds. The guy's massive. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he, he was really, really good, too. He just, I think, uh, it reminds me of Seth Ferrosi. Uh-huh. Just Seth, I think they just, uh, I think they didn't understand the darkness of the sport at the at that high level. And then once it, once they got a taste of that, it, it was kind of, they just didn't, they weren't into it. They're like, ugh, I don't know. I didn't realize this was so, such a brutal thing. But. Yes, it wasn't, wasn't the fun going to the gym training like they used to do. <laughs> right. No, no, I, I think uh, a lot of people are naive to the, the rigors of top professional sports and they just don't. The general public is so ignorant when it comes to like, all the shit, you know, doping and everything. Like, the people just don't understand. They think that, like, top marathon runners and stuff, just like, oh, they work really hard and they run. It's like, nah. They starve themselves. They take all kinds of shit to fucking lose weight. They do all kinds of fucked up shit. They take all kinds of drugs. They're on the brink of death when they're running. Like, it's not what you think in order to become an elite of the elite. Unless uh-huh. you're an absolute freak of nature that is like a one in a million type character, there's gonna be though even in the NFL, you're not you think that like these guys are having they're 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 getting wicked brain damage and concussions and they have they're all addicted to painkillers and shit and limping around. It's like that's what it like you're not gonna become the best of the best in a sport, any sport, without without going to that level of almost you know insanity where where you get to a level of like this is everything needs to be in order for me to get any better and beat these guys i need to do everything it it, it, like health goes out the window money goes out the window everything goes out the window and it becomes what can i do to win how can i cheat the system how can i do this like uh that's just you know that's just the way it goes i feel like in those guys like trey brewer and, and and seth i think they probably just didn't they weren't they're like, man, I don't like this. I don't like how this is so fucking all-consuming and difficult. Because Seth Ferozzi turned pro in three shows, and then he won his pro show. He won his first pro show. It was a really, really weak 212 or 202 lineup, a 202 uh-huh. lineup. He, he never really, like, like, fucking A. The guy just steamrolled the competition from his very first show all the way up to his fourth show ever. Was it, I think it's a fourth or fifth show ever was a professional 202 show and he beats everybody. But then from there, he tried to go into the open and that's when the darkness started, I think. That's when he started realizing, mm-hmm. "Holy shit, this is some serious stuff." And it just it just unraveled on him. And I think uh Trey Brewer did the same thing. But yep, uh, it's a sad, sad, sad story. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, I think I saw, speaking of Dexter's pre-Olympia videos, I'm pretty certain that I saw Silvio Silvio Samuel at Gold's with Charles Glass in the background of one of his videos. I'm almost positive it was him. There's a name from the past. So um, it looks like Silvio's out. Um, I don't know if anyone else has talked about this. Probably, probably not, because I don't know. Like, um, it may not have been him, but I'm almost positive it was him. Like, I was, I looked at the background on this one shot. He was doing some dumbbell shit or whatever, and I was like, that. I, I immediately, I'm like, that's Silvio Samuel. And so I rewinded it. I <clears throat> rewinded a couple times, and I'm uh-huh. pretty sure it was him. So it looks like he's back in the gym training. I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if he'll make a comeback. He might be a. I don't know how old he is. He's probably. He's got to be up there now, but. Have to be. But he can't. He must not be too old. I mean, he's probably. He might be forty. He might be one of those looked old on the one he was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. But he always came in. I mean, like Andreas Munzer type shredded nasty. He would be a. He'd be a force in the two twelve if he could ever. Mm-hmm. Get his shit back together. Wouldn't he get like five or seven years for attacking his girlfriend or something, wasn't it? Yeah, five or six years for uh, some domestic shit. (laughs) Go figure. But, um... Yeah. That's pretty much everything that's happened in the... In the uh, wake of our... For a long hiatus. Hi, 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 hiatus, yes, but yeah, nothing, nothing too exciting's happened, has it now? Fuck. Nothing too. Uh, nothing too bright. On, isn't there a show on this weekend? San, San Reno, or whatever, one, something like that. Uh, San Marino. Yeah. Is that, it? Is that on this weekend or? Thought I, I saw a few pictures. Thought I saw a few pictures of somebody up saying they were. Yeah, I've been a little bit out of the loop for seems last. Seems to seems to be more show seems to be more shows on after the Olympia at the end of the year than there is throughout the whole year. Seems like shows just keep popping up after the Olympia. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a. I mean, I guess like the European tour and shit was back in the day too, but it mm. seems like now they have the Olympia and then they just like pile all these shows on after you know right after the Olympia, but. Mm. That's really what Kevin up. says he's going to do. Left hook, he, right hand combination. Says, uh, he walked right into the left hook, followed by the right. Teddy yeah. Atlas kept saying to him, move only to your right. George hmm. adapted. Which, um, that'll be interesting. He, he, he keeps, he keeps uh, changing his tune, though. He keeps this saying, is one of the things like, I, I find useful about Twitter, because uh, I, I follow some very he keeps interesting people. And so, he's going to... like. He was originally saying, I'm going to do that show, then I'm going to do the Olympia, and now he's saying, oh, it's probably going to be my last show. You know, <laughs> so he—he's—I feel like he's hedging his bets a bit now that uh, now that it's, it's coming down to it, which makes me believe that maybe. I hope not, but it sounds like maybe things aren't coming together quite like he'd hoped. But uh, I mean, he's doing the Australian Pro Show, and he says that the only way he's going to do the Olympia in 2018 is if he wins yeah, the, Australian. the Australian and and that just seems like a long shot. I mean there's going to be mm. there's going to be a, a lot of 
like top guys there. I mean, because Tony normally gets a few in his show after the Arnold Classic in America, because normally it's a week or two after the Arnold over there. So, yeah, exactly. But he, but I don't. Know, he keeps pushing it back because he was gonna do, he was gonna do the Sheru Classic. <laughs> but he didn't. He obviously didn't do that. So it's like he, I don't know. I don't know if things are coming together. So he's trying to like keep postponing it, and he, and he thinks he's going to get back. I don't know, but uh, it, it's the whole story has lost a lot of steam because I think he's waited so long. But I guess we'll see how he how he looks. What'd you think of Flex Wheeler's comeback? I thought he looked good. Yeah, for what he did and what he wanted to accomplish, I thought he looked good. So. Yeah, that whole division was weird, really, because, I don't know. I surprised, well, from the photos, going by the photos, everyone's talking about that other taller blonde guy was going to win, then the other guy ended up winning, and then Denny, who won it the first year, got fifth or something, so it was like, yeah. I thought well, Danny it, Hester was better than he got placed. I thought he could have beat uh, that one guy, George Peterson, that, that black dude. Like, I, I just don't. I don't see it. He's got like long frog legs and a really short torso and like yeah, he's got a tiny waist and he's in good shape and everything, but he just doesn't look classic to me at all. There's mm-hmm. not he he doesn't have a classic physique. If you put him next to he just doesn't. I don't know. Like you can't have a stubby. He's built like he's like Kai Green lost 60 pounds of muscle. That's what he look it's not really mm-hmm. classic. It, it's like I think Danny Hester should have beat him. The guy Breon, the kid who won, I guess I mean I don't know. I'm used to looking for bodybuilding qualities and in that case, I think Breon smoked everybody, to be honest with you. He was like had that roundness and that conditioning and that crazy fucking his the split between his hamstring and quad from the or his yeah, hamstring and quad from the side. The the mm-hmm. kid was looked crazy. He's full I mean, he looks like he could be a, a terror in the in the like a real bodybuilder. But then you have this Bumstead kid, and everyone's talking about his jawline and how yeah. he's how he's got the the vacuum, and he's oh, like read, he's like I a read, quint. I read, I read Dave was like this guy could dominate for the next ten years. I think I'm like, huh? Yeah, that's well, big, we'll see about that. That's a big call. <laughs> that's what they said about they they say that about every new champion. Like he's gonna be mm-hmm. fighting for the top five in three years. I mean, that's yeah. just how it always goes. Maybe not in the three years, but in a yeah. few years, it's like people said that about Kevin English until the until the the class blew up, you know, and he started getting beat. But um, it's a hard thing to, like, judge classic bodybuilders on being classic because now you're getting into, like, is classic a body look or is it an overall look? Like this, So you have, like, a classic-style haircut and you're – you know what I'm saying? Like people think about yep. Frank Zane and shit and they, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Like where, where do you draw the line between like, it's just a smaller, more aesthetic bodybuilder or it's a guy cool. that looks like he belongs in the seventies. You know, it's a weird thing. Yeah. So it's all too confusing for my brain. I liked it when there was just one, one division <laughs> and the guys and the guys were, uh, if it's funny enough, now, like if you're good, the, if you're good enough to do well, you do well. If you're not, well, you're still good, but you're just not good enough to get up there. So, okay, right. but now, now there's just too many for fucking everybody. It's like, oh my god. It's funny how in the '80s and '90s, mostly the early '90s, because towards the late '90s, guys started getting 
blown out, but the 80s and early 90s were almost a perfect hybrid between the open guys today and the classic guys today. It mm-hmm. was like Kevin in his prime, uh, yourself in your prime, uh, like Lee Haney, these guys, Flex Wheeler, all these guys, Sean Ray, they were way bigger than these classic guys. But they were equally – you guys had equally classic physiques, if not more so. But you were 20 pounds of muscle bigger. But you weren't these blown out like everything's big open guys uh-huh. that we see today with these big waists. And they're like oddly they, – they're like – they're too much. They have like – they have what I co- I coined the phrase years ago, lean handles. They have like mm-hmm. love handles made of muscle. That that wasn't that didn't exist back in the day, like in the '90s. Those that doesn't that didn't happen. Nobody, pretty much nobody, pushed their physique to a point where it got worse. That it, it wasn't like oh, Kevin Lavroni did he he went too far and now he, he ruined it, or Flex went too far and he ruined it, or no one really did that. It was not a thing. Maybe you could say Dorian a little bit, but then again, you're talking late mid to late '90s at that point, but. Everywhere, you know, the 80s and the early 90s, guys were like, they had the classic, uh, like we said before, why don't you just make those standards in the open class? I mean, you know, maybe people wouldn't be dropping dead if we made the standards like, okay, we don't need to see 305-pound open guys with 40-inch waist that only look small because their shoulders are a mile across, you know, like maybe that's not the best way to go, but... Who knows? Do you think there's a chance that uh, classic physique does what women's physique did and just supersedes the open bodybuilding? I have no idea. I was, I was thinking about that before, but then it's like, are they going to keep it under wraps or is the classic physique going to slowly start creeping up and get bigger and bigger? <laughs> it's like, it just makes it to the point where, okay, just let the men, if they want to do that, open just get totally blown out forget the guts forget everything just let them fucking go hell forever and then have the new classic physique as you said be like it used to be back in the 90s and shit but then right. it's like you said where they rein it in they that have to in bodybuilding like the main open one when the guts started getting big they said they're going to mark down the bloated stomachs but they never did if they had to start marking down the bloated stomachs I would have reined it in if the guys with the big guts started getting put down lower. They would have said, "Well, fuck! I got to get rid of my big gut." Same as the women's bodybuilding when the women were starting getting bigger and bigger, and you told the women lose 20% of muscle, and some did, but then you still awarded the big muscular girls first place. I just got out of control. So, in fact, you can't just have it both ways. Right. I don't like when people say, like, when a guy that has a gut wins a show, um, and they're like, "Well." We got to judge what's up there just because it's like, yeah, but true. But that doesn't mean that you, you have to reward guys who look like mutated lab experiments. All you got to do, I've said, I've written, I've written 10 articles about this, how I think the sport should be judged. How, so it's less subjective. You give judges, you give a, a certain number of judges, each judge judges one aspect of bodybuilding. They, they, mm-hmm. they don't judge the whole, they don't act like pretend like they can judge six guys doing a front double bicep they they hold the pose for three seconds and they can tell who, where they are like one to six get the fuck out of here you're not a magician like you're not gonna don't don't tell me that you know who's the best at, at, from a three like get out of here 
But if you were just looking for conditioning, then you could probably do that. If you were just looking for overall size, if you were just looking for shape, if you were just looking for symmetry, then you could probably do that. And then what you can do, once you have judges judging, have like three judges judging each of those, have three judges on symmetry, meaning right to left, top to bottom, equal <coughs> development. You have three judges judging shape, meaning small waist, wide shoulders, X frame. And then you have three judges judging condition and three judges judging size. And then make the, make the, make the scores public. What judge scored what guy what amount? Because then you eliminate fucking funny business. Because if anyone gives, if anyone gives Phil a higher, if like one of the conditioning judges gives uh, Rami better conditioning than Phil, get the fuck, get him out of there. He's wrong. It's not hard to tell who has better conditioning. You know, make it a one to ten or one to five scale, whatever. It doesn't matter. And make them fucking public so you know. Like, people can see those things. If you're just going to judge the physique on a whole, like, here's the whole physique. This is what we think. <laughs> then it allows people to be like – it allows Steve Weinberger to get on RX Muscle and just be like, well, that's because of this and that's because of that. It's like, well, no. And then the kicker, the main thing about this judging system that I would imp implement would be you don't make all four categories equal. You make – first and foremost, you make shape worth more just make it percentages you make shape worth more than everything else so automatically if you have a gut you're fucking not gonna win anything or, or unless unless your size conditioning and, and proportion are insanely good you're probably not gonna win because you can make it you can make it 35 percent about your shape and then the guys with better shape would meet would, would would just by definition they would move towards the top and then you can make size, size and condition would be less. They might be 20%. And then um, uh, symmetry, like equally developed top to bottom, right to left, that would be second most important. So so the guys who were most, who had the best shape and the best symmetry beat the guys who had the most mass and conditioning. That's all you got to do. Like make it so mass and conditioning is still important. But it's less important than the other things, and the, and the physiques will automatically change to. You're not gonna have guys coming in small because size still matters. It's still 20% of the equation. You're not gonna have them coming in soft, because because conditioning still 20% of the equation. But you're the main part. You're thinking too logical, Jeff. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. What are you doing? You're gonna try to get rid of corruption, you bastard. Hey, we need these things in here so we can move people around. And then it's like two somebody wins, but yet the guy who got third or fourth never got a call out right beside the guy that won. To me, I've always said, if you're winning a show, that top six, you should be have everyone stand right beside you. Because even in a top six lineup, the guy on the end compared to the guy in the middle, different being two or three guys away, Put him right beside him, then you get a true picture of how they look side by side. Yeah, that, that's been a topic of discussion with the with the two twelve class and Jose Raymond not being compared oh, well. to uh, Ahmad Ashkenazi. Well, I've, which I've, is... I've always said that for years and years, you need to be compared with everybody. For you to win, you need to be put alongside everybody. Right. 
Yeah, they almost need to be rotated. But again, yeah. I don't I don't buy I don't well, buy I the it, idea. I, too. I, I can understand you, Mr. Olympia, Phil Heath, and Flex Lewis in those divisions. But why is it when they do the call outs, they always put them in the middle? No, if they call out people out, somebody else is in the middle. Leave that person in the middle for the time being, and go through to fucking mandatories, and then move the other person. Move, move everyone. Give everyone a chance in the fucking middle. But every time they bring a lineup up, and it feels on the end, feel in the middle. It's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. No, it feels caught right. out, and he's on the end. He can stand on the fucking end for this call out. Simple as that. Right. Yeah, I don't know if. Uh, I just think. Like I said, the whole idea of judging six physiques at once in three seconds in each pose when they're all hitting them at different times. Like if you if you timed, let's say, the guys throw up a front double bicep. There's six of them in front of you. Oh. How long? Once they're all in the pose and they're all flexing, how long are they all in that pose together? Not, there's no, no way. Kevin, Kevin was the worst for that. Kevin would take his sweet ass time. That always said, Kevin, hurry up. Half the time. All of us, we were fucking coming out of the pose, and Kevin was just going into it. You see that all the time. Somebody would be doing a right. little twist here, a little twist there. You'd have guys actually standing there, fucking flexing their arms. And by the time they're finished, another two guys might just be hitting their pose. So it's like, well, how the fuck do you just compare those two to the other three? Because the other three are finished posing, and these two are just fucking started now. Like you said, you've got to be like, one, two, three. Hit it now, guys, and hold it. You know. But like you said, some of them fuck around and do this and do that, that... They fucking hit the pose, and one's coming out, one's going in, one's throwing a little fucking twist down to it. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Just hit the fucking pose. <laughs> That's why, how many times you see photos, you'll see an ab shot, ab and fly, and someone will be like, oh, you look smooth in that shot. It's like, That's because I've already fucking hit the pose. I was coming out of it when this guy's now hitting it. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> you'll see someone go, well, I didn't look good in that picture. No, because I was finished posing. I, I did the pose when I asked for it. I was fucking starting to relax when that other guy beside me now is hitting it. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Tony Freeman brought that up a lot, but it's just one of those things. Like, using using the term subjectivity to to allow shitty judging is bullshit. Like, you can't just – if. 99% of the industry thinks that one guy should be another guy or whatever 90%. Like well, what do you what do you do like what is the what is the judging really then? I mean what you can't just say well it's subjective. Like fuck off. It's not subjective. You can't have you can't have Hidetada beat Phil Heath and say well it's a subjective sport. It's like there's fucking standards or there should be at least. That subjectivity thing is so annoying to me. Like this it's not it's not that subjective. If you just no. made it, if you just broke it down, well, if you, here's the four not, things we're judging. Exactly. Well, they've got that. They've got the guidelines, like you said. They've got definition, symmetry, and all this sort of shit. They've got the guidelines they're meant to follow, and if you follow those guidelines and what they're judging for, you pick the best in those fucking things that you've got you got award to on symmetry and conditioning and mass. You put the people in their places accordingly to your fucking rule book. It shouldn't be that subjective, should it? <laughs> right, Exactly. And especially if you made it, like I said, if you had, instead of Phil Heath just winning because, oh, look at his roundness and this and that. And we like, how about Phil Heath gets, you know, oh, give oh, him a score. Or before like, oh, this guy's going to win because of his glutes. Well, well, he's got ripped glutes. What about front on? He looks like shit. So you're going to let him win because he's got fucking ripped glutes. How many times do we right. see that? Oh, it shows a one from the back. 
right back at Glutz. Well, from the front, he's got a shitty front double bicep. He's got a shitty fucking ab shot. He's got a shitty side chest. So do you mean to tell me because he's got two good shots from the back, he's going to fucking win? Yeah. Exactly. And my fucking system would fix that shit too. Cause you just wouldn't it's not it's it's I I just don't see the whole like a, a, the, like making the sport based on opinions. I'll, I'll fix it. No more bodybuilding shows. Yeah. But you know everyone just uh, fucking juice up, get in the tank top and walk around fucking expos. No more competing. There you That's go. Stuff. There we go. They do anyway, half of them, so what the fuck? You get rid of the there goes the controversy, but uh, I don't think that Phil, man, I think Phil is gonna win a lot. I think he might break the record because I don't think it was that close between him and Rami like people think. They put these video, they put the pictures up of fucking Rami hitting a like in the middle of his shot and Phil relaxed and they're like politics. It's uh-huh. like that that wasn't like that in real life well, or even feels, in the video. The only way Phil's gonna lose is if Phil. Phil slips up and somebody comes in sensational or someone just comes in super sensational to fucking beat Phil when he's looking good. It's the only way because, you know, the knock Mr. Olympia off, you got that little foot in the door to begin with, so someone's got to come in fucking, like I said, that good and Phil's got to slip up. So as long as Phil does his thing and doesn't slip up, he's going to keep winning. Yeah, like there hasn't been a Jay Cutler blasting out in 2001 and should have beat Ronnie or how uh, Victor Martinez blasted out in 2007 and should have beat Jay. There hasn't been, and then you had Phil blast out and place second to Jay in 2010 when he should have beat Jay. There hasn't been anyone to, like, come out of, like, not, they weren't all out of nowhere, but they all were, like, suddenly better than the champ. You know, that's not how, no one's done that. No one has, like, Kai was, I mean, he could, he, he couldn't beat Phil. Kai, he just wasn't. Uh, Kai, if Kai had to come in condition-wise, he could have, but he just never never had that fucking rock-hard conditioning. He had all the size in the world, but then when it comes to conditioning, he just never fucking did it. Yeah, like in 2012, when he came down a lot smaller, when he worked with Ron Norman, he was like just a little bit too flat, just a little bit too small. If he... He just took the conditioning like too far, and it, he ended up looking not as lean as Phil, but almost like very close, depending on what body part you're talking about. So uh, I think 2012 was very close. If he was like a little bit fuller, he may have won the Olympia. But every year after that, he comes in 40 pounds heavier. He's fucking two two sixty eight on stage at five eight. It's like, dude, it's not gonna. That's not gonna do it. Like you're you're bigger than Phil, but that's not why. Like you're not put together like he is. You don't have those gifts. No pun intended. So <laughs> I, I think you're right. He needs to he needs to bring that crazy shredded look, but not be flat. And I don't think it's would be that hard for him not to be flat. He he's like I think at the 2012 Olympia he was too. 245 or something like way lighter than anyone would say George Fair is dumbass he's 265 okay George uh but and then he because uh Ron Norman told me he was like 245 or something I mean light for Kai Green and if you look at the pictures of him next to Phil there's no big weight discrepancy there 
there's there's no chance that that Kai is 260. It's impossible because if mm-hmm. Kai is 260, it means Phil's 258, and we all know Phil's not 258. Phil's 245. So uh, then he comes in like 265 the next year and the next year. So if you were if you pushed Phil the best you ever pushed him at 245, why are you coming in at 265? What you come like if he came in at 250, he'd probably win the show. Like just in between, but he never, he never did that. He just went back to coming in huge and eventually, uh, stopped doing the Olympia and then barely beat Cedric at the Arnold. And, uh, that, that's, that's been it. And now he's at the doing, uh, I don't know if he's doing super league, but he was at that show apparently with Dorian. Oh yeah. So it's all too much for my brain to handle. Super league reach out to you yet? Who? The Super League. No, no one's reached out to me. <coughs> Excuse me, no. No one's reaching out to me, Jeff, no one. I reached out. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, we'll uh, yeah. Song. We'll play that song, Reach Out and Touch Someone Sing. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, uh, we're back. Um, I think, I think we're gonna do, try to do... Slightly more frequent shows, but a little less time each time. Yeah, um, we'll get the questions back next time. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> in the past, we would do two-hour-plus shows once or twice a month. And I don't know. I feel like maybe we'll do maybe three shows a month uh, and do them hour, hour-and-a-half tops instead. Just yeah. a little more compact. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and like I said, we'll get the questions out next time. There was enough to discuss this time. We could go on and on. But we are back, uh, finally. We are still trying, we talked about it before, trying to make it a video podcast. If anyone has any ideas on how to do that, I have the like, I have the recording thing to do it, but I just can't get it to work. It gives me all these fucking error messages and shit. And I'm not very, I'm not super computer savvy, but I'll have to get with one of my, I got a couple of friends who really know their computer stuff, so... I'll have to get with them and try to make it a, a video, a video show oh. so we can, we can show you guys uh, yo-yo skills and all our trophies. Exactly. And uh, mm-hmm. Lee, Lee's, uh, maybe Lee can take us to his job at Sam's Warehouse. Yes, I can take you to McDonald's around the corner. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I have a, I have a McDonald's around the corner too. Oh, we can record live from McDonald's. Yeah, that'd be great. We can compare the food. Yeah, yeah. And the prices. Yeah, the meat patties. <laughs> can we see who gets yelled at for filming in McDonald's first. <laughs> You're filming our customers. Don't do that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, good to be back. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back, you know, I'm thinking every, probably every week and a half or every week. You know, some weeks it's impossible with... Well, well run, if, we come, run, if we come back again, I, I should be in Brazil, so we'll be reporting from Brazil. That'll be cool. You can tell me about all about the. the oh, we uh, can record while I'm getting my test done. Needle stuck in me or something. We should. We we can record right from the fucking waiting room in the the dentist or the not the dentist. The, <laughs> I'm back to the teeth shit. Yeah, the the hospital waiting area, but <laughs> and we can hear all your. Uh, Cries airplane <laughs> stories and airport stories. Oh my god, don't even talk about that. I'm not looking forward to that, please. No. I know, I know. No. 
Okay. I don't mind. I don't mind flying, but the airports can be a bit much. And if you, as long as you don't have to sit next to some like three hundred pound fucking stink bomb, you, <laughs> like flying, flying's not bad. But you know, the airports are can be a mess, especially if it's a shitty one. How are the airports in Australia? Better than America? Uh, or worse? Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad here. They're not bad, but it's like anything. You just hate going there. Right. Need, need a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> or a teleport machine. <laughs> yeah. Like Star Trek. Beam us up. Just beam yourself up to uh, to Brazil in five seconds. Oh, wouldn't that be good? Yep. So hopefully, if I, go, in... if, I go, if I go through a fax machine, will I come out the other end like the paper does? Maybe. Hmm. You have to somehow uh, just crush yourself down into like a, a paper size. Hmm. Interesting. Big old fucking piece of paper. Fax yourself over <laughs> for the for the surgery. But hopefully, uh... in like seven months, we're talking about Lee Priest is uh <laughs> Lee Priest is back on the sauce. Oh yeah, back, back on the sauce. He's after the 2018 uh, 212 title. Wait, no, you hit the qualify, so maybe you do a show in 18. I don't have to qualify. I'm I'm special. What if they gave you a special invite? Wouldn't that be a hoot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> after all the shit, after all the, the shit, same, they're like the nah. same. The same day I win the lotto. Is that, the, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's been long enough where they would let you compete. Now that you're, oh, they'd I mean, that'd get a lot of good publicity and make plenty of dollars from it, wouldn't they? I mean, the fact that you're on RX Muscle is irrefutable proof that there that the IFPB doesn't have as much of a problem with you as they did before. Because I I know for a fact, because I was I was involved. I know for a fact that five years ago, there's no fucking way. That Lee Priest could have been on RX Muscle shit, cause, cause you know Dave's gotta ask, you know, the powers that be. That's just how it goes. And they obviously said it was okay, or implied that it was okay. And he wouldn't even have thought about that shit five, six years ago. I know that for a fact. He would have said, "No way, you're out of your mind." You know. Like, I asked him to interview you back before I ever did a podcast, back in like 2012. I was like, Dave, why don't you interview Lee Priest? It'd be the best interview on the whole site. And he's like, oh, no, he's banned. I can't do that. It's taboo, you know? And so, obviously, it's it's not as bad as it was. I guess time heals all, but we'll see. They're, they're seeing the dollar signs. Yeah. Hmm. We need Lee. There's nobody we need coming Lee. up. We need Lee at the press conference to make it funny. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that microphone. Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> you put the mic. Lee, Lee, the leak. The Lee comeback would be just like uh, McGregor Mayweather. Just the fucking. <laughs> we gotta make some money. We gotta get some uh, publicity up in this bitch. Why don't you shut the fuck up? Be like Conor McGregor. Fuck <laughs> off. Fuck you. Shut the fuck Sit up. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> As for you, fuck. What are you wearing, Bob? That fucking jacket? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Lee, what do you think about Flex Lewis's chances against you this year? He is fucked. <laughs> Bob, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about Flex Lewis. I don't give a fuck about you and that stupid fucking jacket you're wearing. <laughs> Do you know how long I've had to sit at home and watch these fucking press conference, Bob? The fucking drove me mad. Now I've got something to say. <laughs> yeah, this is excitement. God damn it. 
I'm going to yeah. ask the audience some questions. Who in the audience wants to ask? Give me that fucking microphone, Bob. Who in the audience wants to ask some fucking questions so Bob can shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> Jim would be sitting there going, oh, Jesus, it's packed. Oh, we made a big mistake. <laughs> we made a lethal error. <laughs> abort. Fuck. Abort. Abort. Abort mission. Get him out of there. Send in the troops. Lee, I just received a message on my text phone right now. <laughs> You're being suspended. <laughs> You're, you're suspended from here out. Lifetime ban. Again. Call yeah. us in 10 years. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah, that would happen. <laughs> but, uh... Okay. Are there any, uh... Nope. I, I mean, I guess... Th- th- is there any, like, debriefing that goes on before you're on an RX show? Like, is Dave like, hey, listen, don't no. say this and this? No. No, he just lets you go? No. I did post that thing about congratulations. I said, I respect Phil winning, but I just want to say congratulations. It's been a big weekend for him winning his seventh Mr. Olympia title and expecting a baby. And about five minutes after putting that up, I did get a phone call from Samir Banu. Lee, this is Samir. Come on, Lee, take that down. (laughs) I said, why, why, Samir? Come on, Lee, the IPB might not make that. Take it down. Oh, yeah. He wants you to come back. Yeah. The line of Lebanon. Lee, come on, Bubba. <laughs> it is funny, but take it down. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. Irrelevant fucking Lee. Everyone wants him to come back now. And you I'm know, sure, just I'm because... Sure, I'm sure Sean Ray will do a nice story on it if I did. <laughs> oh, speaking of Sean Ray, this is yeah, we'll end it with this. When you were on that last show, and Dave's like... You can't get a black, red, and blue snake. Like, I got to get three snakes. Uh, and you're like, actually, I have seen a black and red snake. Uh, a black, a fucking... So I black, saw Sean black, Ray black, with this... With this black, red, black, red, and white, wasn't it? Black, red, black, and, white. red and white, yeah. He's like, I, I saw I saw Sean Ray wearing this, what did you say, a, a red and white jacket or something? No, I, said, I think I said a red shirt with white pants or something. <laughs> <laughs> That was fucking hilarious. Dave, oh. was la- Dave was laughing in the background, probably trying not to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. Fucking Lee. I said, there's your, red, there's your red, black, and white snake right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, trust me, when I'm on that show, sometimes the things that go through my head, I think, oh, I better not say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, cent- I, can, I can imagine. I'm centering myself as we go along sometimes. Sometimes I can feel it. Like, oh, he could say this right now, but I don't think oh, he yeah. will. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's crossing my mind. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you can trust me. It's in there. So it's, mm-hmm. as long as I know you're thinking about it, it'll still be funny. Mm-hmm. I need like a little I need like a little buzzer beside me. So if they're asking stuff, I can just push the buzzer. When you hear, that's where I would have had a comeback, but I couldn't say. So, <laughs> yeah. I heard the buzzer go off 20 20- in the last 10 minutes, Lee must have had some good comebacks. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple uh, on that show where you said that, where they, they just kind of, well, I, I don't know before, if it was. The one before that was about giving Sean Ray a job, and I said, we've got cane fields down here, not cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Did they put that on the show? I think so. Did they? I don't know. I don't remember so, hearing that. I think, I think they might have because someone mentioned it on one of the websites. I think that also funny when you mentioned about in Australia we have cane fields. I so you don't have a job for sure. We don't grow cotton down here. 
<laughs> oh, I think I do remember that. It was like towards the end of the show, I think. Mm. Yeah. That's good shit. Well, that's that's a that's a wrap. Um, we've met our hour and a half limit that flew by. Uh, Leah, I hope you feel better. And um, thank you. We've been going an hour fifty three. Yeah, but recording yeah. about an hour and a half oh. probably. Yeah. We started okay. at like eight twenty probably. Uh, so oh yeah, yeah, fuck, we have been going longer. But either way. The comeback show. Um, we'll be back in you know a week or two, talking about whatever the hell is going on in the world or in bodybuilding or whatever. So, we tend to so talk. So, hope our listeners ask some good questions, not about arm training, something different. Yeah, just ask questions. They don't have to be about arms and, and diet. Ask about. Life. Ask about fucking. Do you, do you guys think we're? Do you, ask, ask us. What's that? Life relationships. We'll answer anything. Yeah, ask us if you think we're ever going to get to Mars, or, or do you think that, what do we think of Donald Trump? Just ask us fucking anything. It'll be more fun that way. Exactly. Um, or like any, you know, anything, anything going on, uh, bodybuilding stuff included, but not just that. You can only answer, you know, did you use carb cycling? Like so many times, but. Um, and with that, uh, we've come to the end of another episode of International Iron. Uh Looking at my desktop or my well my whatever the fuck you call this yeah my desktop on my <laughs> we're on show forty five I think so this is episode forty five in the books it'll be up uh well in a few days from now but uh, that's it good show Lee uh, like I said feel better and hopefully uh, hopefully you can get over to Brazil with no with no uh, drama yes we'll see keep I'll keep you posted <laughs> all right everyone. For Lee Priest, I am Jeff Roberts, and we are out.